0: You're listening to the Choose to Be podcast with hosts Alana Gordon and Amy Wolsey. As you join us each week, we will provide you with tools, resources, and knowledge to help you navigate your healing journey. Choose recovery, choose healing, choose you.
1: Welcome to the Choose to Be podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And Maybe you're listening to us as you shop for the last-minute gifts for Christmas. Maybe you are wrapping the presents. That's something lot and I were just talking about the other day. How we're like, oh, we have to still wrap the presents, but I think you and I both decided we're making our husbands do it. They're gonna, they're gonna wrap the presents. But thank you for being here with us today. The holidays are coming up, and the holidays, any holiday, can really trigger feelings of sadness and pain for many of us at this time. A lot of you might be going through a separation, are separated, going through divorce, or are in a discovery, disclosure, anniversary. And so your brain's reminding you of all the hurt that you felt because you know now what your spouse was really doing last Christmas. Remember, the body keeps a score and it might be piping up right now. And even if your partner is in recovery, and wants to show up this year, your body is going to remind you of all the other years prior. Perhaps now you are and have just discovered something for the first time. And it can create so many emotions of sadness and betrayal, hopelessness, loneliness. And so when the holidays don't shape up like that traditional family unit, when they don't play out the way that you hope or want or expect they should be, I think that's when there's a lot of suffering and sometimes words just don't do it justice. So first we want to hold space and validate all of you who are in um, going through that right now. And this holiday is bringing up a lot of emotion. We want to give you a big virtual hug right now. So thank you for joining us and know that, that you are on our minds and on our hearts. Today we want to offer... Some thoughts and a message of empowerment to those who would like to practice reclaiming and rewriting your holiday, taking back pieces of that authenticity and maybe some new memories. Want to give you a couple of things just to think about and put into the practice, however you choose to, that
0: will, again, help you reclaim and rewrite your holiday. Even the word reclaim makes me think of how this is an action word, where we're and reclaim might not even be the right word for you this year. Maybe it's claim for the first time. Yeah. Maybe it's a reclaim of things that you had in the past, and we'll talk about building in some new. But I love this idea. That's it. It's an action word. And I had a woman in one of my groups recently, and it just, I just touched every one of my heartstrings, and she was talking about. She said, I'm doing everything I can to fill the Christmas spirit, everything I can, and nothing is working. And just, I could hear just the discouragement and the grief and the sadness. And for where she was, she is in a year of grieving and mourning and needs some of the time to feel those feelings. And so there will be times that you do everything right or you do everything by the book or you implement all of the things that worked in the past and you're still in this place of it being hard. And so if you are in one of those places, I just want to start by giving you permission to grieve in porn if that's where you need to be. And so where we're talking about this action of reclaiming, if you're not in a place right now to do anything other than just allowing yourself to grieve, that is totally okay. Mm-hmm. And if you are in this place where you're, you are ready to use some tools and use some strategies and add in some more, we'll give you more. But please don't fast forward if you are needing to grieve. and that, you're going to have to do a gut check to see what we really need.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's, The first tool I would suggest is stopping and asking yourself, what is it I really need this season? I was working with a client and was talking about her need for space to feel a little bit more safe. And then her brain was like, yeah, but it's the holidays. So we can probably just bypass that and power through and forego that safety. And I think that's what a lot of brains are doing right now, where you might know what you need. And then because of the holiday... There's this idea that, that again, our needs come last. We don't need to give ourselves what we need. We don't need to get safety in space. We're just going to power through. Now, I will validate. A lot of this is because of kids, right? <laughs> we're, we're doing this because, well, the kids need to have a good, happy holiday. So I'm just going to suck it up. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to do that because I did it and probably would still do it. But I guess I just, I, I don't know, I guess I just wanted to give voice to that and validate that as a thing. And I hear you. And. Yet, it still would be valuable to know what you need. And I think there's a difference there, at least in my brain, Alana, where even if I do that, even if I say, you know what, I need space, this is what would be helpful for me to get some safety and separation. And yet I'm choosing to write out the next two weeks. So maybe you just stepping into that power a little bit does shift the dynamic just enough. And maybe you just start smaller. I'm going to create a safe space in the house that I can retreat to when
0: I need. That's totally doable. Either way, you're choosing and different energy. Totally different energy. And you actually just started to hit on one of our ones that we were going to put on our list is being willing to look at those things of those expectations that I have to, that I need to in this pressure that whether it's through society or through family or through our past traditions or internally within ourselves, all of these I shoulds, I have tos, I need to. And in practicing switching that into more of a place of choice, sometimes there's things that I choose to do that I don't want to do, but I'm choosing to do because my values is more important or higher in this area. So like for my kids, I choose to go Christmas shopping for them and give them presents on Christmas, because that is important to me that they have that experience. I don't want to, like, if I want to be totally honest, uh, this year I have what we've been moving and of all the places to spend my energy, I want them to have the Christmas. I don't want to put in the effort, but I choose to do that. And the minute in my brain that it, switches into I am choosing to do this because it's important to me on Christmas morning that my kids have something to open is very different than I have to I have to I have to yep
1: totally so maybe break it down maybe down to the food that you bring to the dinner party I right? like like play that out and if you're okay with the result of not showing up with the rolls or the sweet potatoes then don't choose to do it. But if you're like, oh my gosh, you know what? It's I'm going to choose to do it anyways. I don't want to, but I want the result. I really like my roles. So I'm going to choose to make them. But yeah, totally different energy. So that's the first thing we're going to suggest to you is sit down and go through the next couple weeks and be aware of the things that your brain is saying. I have to, I'm supposed to switch it to I choose. And what are you really choosing? Okay. The next one would be boundaries. I think it, it would be very, very wise to also sit down with yourself and get curious about what boundaries you need. Just like the one I mentioned, maybe that's just the boundary is when I start to feel my body go to a heightened state of arousal. The boundary is I'm going to choose to excuse myself. And if you're at your parents' house, I'm going to excuse myself and go outside or go to the bathroom and take a breather please have if you are still experiencing triggers and that really heightened state we've done a podcast about this before and i think we even have a pdf of some ideas put a trauma kit together put a little get a little makeup bag out put some stuff in there and excuse yourself to the bathroom pull some things out your essential oils dove chocolate whatever it is get grounded go back in i think that's another really great idea
0: and have an escape plan Any. A family event, work party, church gathering, whatever. Have two vehicles. Always give yourself that option to leave. Because Love that. trauma is intensified when we don't feel like we have options. So even if you choose not to leave, but you know you can,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that helps you move through it as well. Love that. Totally. Good. Okay. Can I highlight on something I just picked up on? So we said like, You have to recognize your needs. So sit down and recognize your needs. And then you said boundaries. We have to sit down and think about what areas we need boundaries. And then we talked about like wanting to choose and you have to like think about. And so I'm recognizing that there is this pattern that we have to slow the hell down. Like we have to slow down. This is me talking to me. Like Alana, you have got to slow down and put some thought into this. And here's the thing. I worked in therapeutic offices even long before I became a therapist. And January is the busiest time of year. And it starts the middle of January. And then for the next like two months, it's insane. It's intense. My wait list doubles because through November and December, we tend to really, we tend to fill our plate with all of these things that feel really big and important and maybe are really big and important, but the things that really help us stay grounded, that really are self-care, gets pushed off of that plate. And I see this, and I don't care whether we're talking about the betrayed or the betrayer or Jane down the street, all all of us collectively usually struggle with this to some degree. And so if you're listening to this, podcast, you are taking some time and we're feeding you information, but you got to take time for you to process for you, what you want this to look like. And I guess this kind of goes back into, to reclaiming and owning of what do you want this season to look like? And this really everything Amy and I are talking about is for the whole year. Like you can use this in January, February, March, April, doesn't matter. But I think I needed this reminder. of I need to just take some time each morning and just sit and just be and think and process.
1: Well, I love that. And I think what happens as you were talking, I'm like, well, sure, we step out of our power and into that supposed to have to. And I think a lot of just as Americans, we do this. There's so many traditions. There's so many ads and Commercials and TV shows and social media with the here's what a perfect holiday can look like. If you want to be happy and joyful, here's what you need to do to make it all happy and joyful and everybody have a wonderful holiday. And again, especially our kids and as women, there's this beautiful part of us that wants to make people happy and we love that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Yet it gets way unbalanced in the holidays. And I know that for me, it's been this kind of started after my divorce. That divorce forced me into this mindset of, okay, what do I want Christmas to look like? Because I realized there were all these traditions that we had done. A lot of them are triggering. A lot of them I wanted to light a match to. <laughs> so it was, just, it felt dangerous. And I had to step back and go, okay, I have a new family, new place, new home, new decorations, new little Charlie Brown tree, new everything. So new traditions. And I think it's interesting that my brain was like, well, you're divorced, so it's okay. Mm. That's just a thought. You don't have to be divorced to decide what you actually want your holiday to look like and choose that. But so often it's that, well, we just go to my parents' house. Well, this is just what we always do. Well, this is just what we always do. And where's your choice and power in And we talk about this all the time. That's what came up for me as I was listening to you talk. And I know that this year I've got a grandbaby coming for the first time to my house. And it's given me a lot more of that incentive of what do I want this experience to look like? And giving myself permission to create, rewrite something new and argue with my brain's resistance to that. That's telling me, well, no, you need to still do this tradition and that tradition, you know? I'm the chooser. I get to decide. I'm not standing in the kitchen for two days making dinner. That's what I'm choosing to do different.
0: I love all of this. And so, if you didn't pick up on this, our next little tidbit is be willing to create new memories and new traditions and be willing to throw out the ones that aren't working or put on hold. The ones that you go, you know what? This really is important to me, but I can't do it this year. And that's okay too. We had for years, where on Christmas Eve, we would sit on the floor and eat our Christmas dinner on the floor. And it was more like appetizers. And then we would play games and do other stuff. And this year I was talking to the kids and I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And they're like, oh, mom, come on, that's so fun. And then some of the other older kids are like, yeah, I can do without that. And so we just had this fun conversation of like, okay, if we were to get rid of that, what would we want to do? And it was so fun hearing everyone's different thoughts and ideas. And some really wanted to do it and some had different ideas. And it's cool that just creating something new as a family together. Yeah. really like that.
1: Well, I love how you just involved your kids too, you know? And that's one of my, I think I've said this before on a different podcast, but one of my favorite traditions that we still do was one that we all came up with. The kids go and save their money and buy a gift card at Walmart. And then they all pair off and walk around and find someone to give it to. We always go like the day before Christmas or, you know, two days, those last minute like shoppers. I think because I know what that's like when you're a single mom or struggling financially, you you are waiting last minute to maybe get some money and then you can go shopping. And uh, that's where my heart was always at. But my kids would go and, oh my gosh, some of the most coolest, amazing, memorable experiences ever they were involved in making that. So I love what you're saying there. And I think that's another great suggestion is get your kids involved and ask them what in fact, I would love to know if you actually did ask them what would you like for Christmas dinner? You might be calling Domino's because some of them really like the sweet potatoes and the green bean casserole. Like, no, we're getting pizza.
0: You know what's interesting is for my kids, especially is they just want to be together. Like they just want to do fun things together. Like one of their new ideas, I have no idea if this is going to be a trademark, okay? But one of their new ideas is that each person, now my youngest is eight and he did this on his own, but they are each making a PowerPoint and they get 10 slides. And then we're all going to sit down and put them on the TV, except you have to present someone else's PowerPoint and you don't know what it's about. So you basically have to ad lib to whatever their PowerPoint is. So we might do PowerPoints on Pokemon. We might do it on the tradition of Christmas. I don't know. I have no idea what my kids are going to do for it. So it could be a total train wreck. But I love it. get to be involved. And truthfully, it takes things off of my back because for so long, I got caught up and I still do if I don't slow down is it's like, I have to do it all. Yeah. I have to create the Christmas spirit. I have to make sure they have these certain experiences. I have to make sure. I I I, I I I I until Christmas Eve, I'm in tears going to bed of exhaustion. That's just pure exhaustion. Yeah. And then Christmas Day, I'm so happy that they all get to enjoy stuff, but I am just tapped and I'm done. And years ago, when I finally like really discovered how much I was doing. So, they could have certain experiences at a sacrifice of myself, but also taken away like this, where they're really excited to be involved.
1: Yeah. And, well, and they're experiencing a tired and I'm inserting my emotion grumpy. <laughs> That's how I would show up mom. So, you're giving them a completely different experience with you when you take care of you and slow it down and really do what you choose.
0: You know, this wasn't on our list with self care, but. Like self-care threads through every single one of these things we're talking about today. Self-care probably should have been where we began, but seriously, it is like we have to take care of ourselves. And part of self-care is self-compassion because of all the expectations and traditions and the shoulds that come around this time of year. Seriously. By the way, like
1: turn your head again for your hair. That looks so cute. Your hair like that. That looks cute.
0: It's just shit behind me here.
1: No, but it's cute. I like it. All right. Sorry. Pretty. All right. Going along with self-care, I think when you do self-care, which really all it is getting grounded and that leads to being in the present moment. And in all honesty, like I said, with my granddaughter coming, that's what's coming up for me is I want to make sure I am present with this baby and not doing something that I don't want to be doing and missing out. And if I'm tired and if I'm grumpy and if I'm in that space of like, damn you people, you only one doing this resentment, then I'm not present. And so I think just stopping and I was just with a client talking with her. One of the things that she chose to do to create the experience that she wants, because there's a lot of stuff happening right now. And so as we talked about that, she said, well, you know what? I think I'm going to be pr- present with my children and look at the holiday and Christmas and the lights, all of it through their eyes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to just get on their level and try to see what they're seeing and be present with them in their moment. I just thought that was so beautiful. I loved that. And so being present in the moment will really help you to reclaim some of the joy that I think all of you are wanting to have during
0: during this season. I love that because with betrayal, It's so easy to be pulled into the past. Yeah. So easy to be worrying about the future. And between those two, it completely pulls us out of the present moment. So yes, 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 yes. Stay in the present moment. And that will take conscious work over and over and over. And sometimes I'll say, set an alarm in your phone and either have an information or a question of like, what's happening in your body right now? What are you feeling? Or are you in the present moment? Just something that can help you reground to the now. Yeah. Also, you talked about resentment. And I watched something with Brene Brown. This comes from her Atlas of the Heart. And so you'll recognize this, Amy. But when she's talking about resentment and how she, when she was studying what these different words meant, and she went to another researcher and she said, yeah, I see resentment as part of the anger family. Is that Right. He said, No, no, resentment is part of the envy family. Resentment is a form of envy. When I am resenting you, it's because you are doing something that I am holding back from myself. Mm
1: -hmm. So, like,
0: when I am resentful to my husband because I have bought all the Christmas presents and I'm resentful that he's sitting on the couch resting. Well, I'm, what I'm really feeling is I am feeling angry that I am not being able to rest. And really like, I have power to change that. So I don't know, like it was one of those like mind blown things for me. Like, okay, this is in the head of Alana. It's one of those mind blown things for me. And then at the same time, I'm like, oh crap. Because it's so much easier to be like, no, you are doing this wrong. You should be helping me and you should be blah, 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 blah. When really I have the power to say like this year I am going and I am going to the dollar store or Target or I don't know, Costco, but I'm buying a ton of gift bags. I'm not going to wrap a single present this year and I'm going to do gift bags and tissue paper, except for maybe the big ones. But that for me is because I want my time. And I am going to choose my time because when I end up with that resentment and my brain wants to put that on everybody else, Mm -hmm. the day I get to choose where I spend that time. And at the end of the day, I technically don't have to wrap presents if I don't want to. I'm not saying do this, but I could put them all under a blanket and I could just pull out a present one at a time and hand it to my kids. Like I could do that. Don't yeah, no, okay. want to. And so I'm choosing not to, but I can get really caught up in almost like a victim thinking yeah. of like, what was me? Why is nobody helping? Yeah. But I totally can do things differently. Now that being said, I could go like a whole like this could be a whole episode of just Alana and her and her stuff with this, because there are things that do need shared and divided, and that's not at all what I'm saying. But the resentment and the envy for me was like, yeah, just blew my mind.
1: No, seriously, same thing. I remember exactly where I was driving in my car when I, because I listened to it first before it came out in print. And I remember where I was driving when that there's a, there's probably about a handful of those, oh, shit, it's in her book where I had to like really stop, like literally stop, hit pause and just sit with that. And that was one of them that's totally one of them which was also such a beautiful aha as well because i could see the empowerment in that of oh i can actually get what i need so i love that you brought that up
0: okay but i'll transition us into our next one is gratitude and so much of gratitude is a thought choice that we have to choose to and i'm always hesitant with gratitude because Gratitude sometimes is used as part of that spiritual bypassing or it's used as the, a shaming technique. You should just feel this. We tend to do it to ourselves, that shaming or that gaslighting to ourselves. And I don't want to do that with gratitude through that lens. But when we can choose to find things that we can be grateful for, big or small, it really does reshape our mind. Like there's so much research behind the power of gratitude. And I'm not saying use gratitude to shove out everything else. I'm saying leave all the fart because it's still going to be there, but let gratitude sit side by side with it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful.
1: No, it's true. When you can tap into some gratitude, you're creating new neural pathways and you're going to create a different experience. And even if that experience is for the next hour, that's enough.
0: That's all I have to say about gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) We did say this would be a short episode. That was our goal to make this short because we know how busy you are. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, okay. With gratitude is I'll just end on is just make that choice. And if you can start your morning, like normally when we wake up, a lot of people, the first thought in the day is a negative thought. And so if you can practice the minute you wake up, you just start practicing three gratitudes. That right there begins to shift your energy and your focus in your brain for the day moving forward.
1: Maybe that's totally. what I need to do. I do my gratitude journal at night because my brain's pretty mouthy in the morning, but maybe that'll shift <laughs> <laughs> <Go chip debt. laughs>
0: it. Maybe you need it both, Amy. <laughs> I definitely do. I'm going to have to try that in the morning and at night. I kind of we should go back to where we started. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to
1: say full circle it. Yeah.
0: Because, we, well, we just gave all of these different things to you that you, that we recommend or to think about. And how many of you listening to this is like, oh, I should do that. I should. I, should. I really should do that. Right? I'm doing that as Amy and I are talking. I'm like, oh, I should. Like, I know with gratitude. Like, I should be doing that. I just said it. I should this. So you're literally sitting here with us having a similar experience. So back to where we started of uh, take time to figure out for you what you really need and what works and what's realistic and what would be helpful and if it's nothing more than you're going to just take time to be grounded that's enough wherever you are today you're enough and it's enough and it's okay so take what works for you and throw the rest away that right there individuals who are really able to listen and then decipher and discern for yourself what hits and what resonates and what we want to keep and let the rest go. That's such a that's such a wonderful attribute.
1: Yeah. And that might be let go today and pick it up tomorrow.
0: Or next season. Or three years from now. And after then. So <laughs> the Like, okay. Well, thank you for being with Amy and I today. Our thoughts are with you. We just know that this is can be a really hard time of year. And so if you're in the middle of hard, I tell this to my groups, and I believe this with every ounce of my body, that if you're listening to this podcast, you have been through hard. And there's a good chance you're in the middle of hard. And to remember that your body is made to handle stress. And your body is made to handle trauma. And your body is made to do hard things. And you can do hard things. So just remember that and hold on to that. And please have lots of grace and love and compassion for yourself during this time. So as always, thank you for being with Amy and I. Thanks for sharing this time and we will see you next week.
1: Hey, y'all, did you miss the body love class? No worries. I got your back. Head on over to ChooseRecoveryServices.com, click on the Body Love class, and that recording will be sent to your inbox, along with some worksheets to help you navigate your own healing journey around your body and learning to lean in just a little and learn to love it again. All right, everyone. Thanks again for joining the conversation today. And as always, continue to choose healing, choose recovery, and choose you. Take care, everybody.